Hi everyone, welcome back to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. This week's episode is a little bit different because it's an actual recording from a podcast that I was interviewed on with my friend Hannah Garner on Empower Thyself. And I wanted to bring this episode onto this show as well, just to share the message behind the power of forgiveness. In this um, episode, Hannah and I speak about the importance of forgiveness and letting go. We break down the stigma that is perhaps attached to forgiveness, the resistance that we carry around it, and how hypnotherapy can also go on to help you to let go of your past, heal your past um, at its core level, release it at its core level, and really allow yourself to set yourself free. I deep dive into um, a bit more about my backstory, about the abuse that I went through, and how both forgiveness and hypnotherapy have really helped me to overcome my past, to navigate through it, to manage it in a way that now no longer defines me, that um, that is a part of who I am and a proud part of who I am, but actually is no longer the prison that it once was where I felt very trapped and defined by uh, the limitations that I put on myself as a result of my past. So it's um, a really, really cool, really insightful one. It allows you to understand me a little bit more as your regular host um, and to just understand the power of forgiveness. So without further ado, let's hop on in. Hello and welcome to the Life Beyond Limits podcast. I'm your host, Emma Gibson. Each week I'll be sharing a combination of interviews with incredibly inspiring people from around the world who have achieved greatness, overcome adversity and never given up, as well as solo episodes from me sharing my own journey as a leading transformation coach, helping you to release resistance around money, success and self-worth, and to see the limitless potential within yourself to be, do and have anything that your heart desires. My aim for this podcast is to share incredible insights into how to create a champion mindset and live the life that you were born to live with confidence, ease and belief. So are you ready to transform your life from the inside out? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to Empower Thyself podcast with me, your host, Hannah Garner. Today's episode, we are diving in all things hypnotherapy and also forgiveness with lots of um, self-journey and self-exploration included within the episode. I'm so excited to be joined by my guest today. This is going to be a really deep, powerful conversation. So I really do feel this could benefit anybody who wants to learn more about the subconscious mind, hypnotherapy, and also just really the peace around forgiveness, because I feel as though a lot of people don't really do it frequently enough, but it can be truly transformative if you actually take the time to kind of take that step and start that work, which we'll definitely dive into more today. So I am joined by Emma Gibbs, and she is an industry-renowned transformational coach and podcast host. Over the years, she's helped thousands of people to transform their lives by learning how to manage self-doubt, break down negative daily habits, and build real inner confidence so they can create and live the life that really lights them up. Before all of this began, she was just a girl who felt lost, trapped and totally broken. With a background that includes some serious trauma and abuse, she's had a few cards dealt to her that would really be enough to make anyone call it quits, but she didn't. And so I'm joined by her today and we're going to dive straight in. And thank you so much for joining me today, Emma. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to to dive into our topic because I think there's a few really powerful bits that we're going to cover. So before we really get into those things, what I would love most, because I've only briefly touched on who you are, I'd really love for you just to share more about your journey so the guests can really start to understand where you're, what, what you came from and how you got to where you are today. Sure. So, so for me, growing up, really, my life was pretty normal, like as a childhood, um, born in Germany got from a small family, but like things were really cool, really fun. I was an outgoing person, sport obsessed into so many different things. I moved to the UK when I was seven and um, through hypnotherapy, which I know we're going to talk about, it came up that perhaps there were a few little um, things that I struggled with, but certainly from my point of view, I felt I transitioned um, into a new country and and a new life and a new way of living. 
pretty seamlessly, really, um, in comparison perhaps to, to my sister. Um, but yeah, life has always been pretty good uh, up until I would say where things started to go a little bit wrong for me was um, when men started to get involved in the world. <laughs> let's be honest, these little tinkers. No, so I'd always been very high up in the sporting world and done um, a lot for athletics, hockey, netball, all of those sort of things. And I really kind of feel that they've sort of helped me on my healing journey, but also helped me now that I am a coach because I've always been around people that have always helped and pushed me to be a better version of myself. And so it's very natural for me to look for that guidance moving forward in life. But when um, in my early adulthood, I met my first love and um, entered into a whole new territory of vulnerability and so on and so forth. And as much as it was great and I was swept, you know, off my feet on so many different levels, I also entered into an abusive relationship, which as a very strong-minded person who was always quite vocal on, you know, if anyone ever hit me or if anyone um, was unfaithful, then I would leave them. And then when faced with the decision or being in that situation, I acted very differently. And I suppose I had a bit of conflict that perhaps came with that because I felt I was maybe not um, acting in my best interests or how I should be. But the reality was I felt trapped in this situation and didn't really know how to handle it, having never really got much experience when it came to relationships. And so that kind of happened. I was in that relationship for about three years uh, and it was sort of set, set a scene for um, several other toxic relationships that then followed. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I was then also sexually abused, not in a relationship, and that all kind of came at once. And I very much went into den- into denial with that and um, yeah. spent a lot of my time running away, uh, went traveling for a year to escape and not have to face what had happened and mm-hmm. kept it as my dirty secret that I didn't want anyone to know and very much relied on alcohol and escapism um, to kind of cope with that. But as we all know, you can only do that for so long. And um, after I uh, came home from traveling, I realized that I had to face the reality of everything that had gone on. And through much resistance, um, I eventually managed to um, to share what happened to me with my sister. And um, she was an amazing support for me who encouraged me to then go and get some support and to tell my parents and so on and so forth. And And I started on a bit of a recovery journey through counselling, but I wasn't ready at the time for that. And it just, my mindset wasn't in the right frame of mind for it. And and so I resisted and didn't really gain the benefits from it. And I kind of kept papering over the cracks, as you do, topping myself up, hoping that I'll be okay, outwardly making sure that I looked fine so no one would ever suspect on the inside that I was crumbling an absolute mess. And that, I thought, was working pretty well until I got uh, signed off work with uh, PTSD and um, ended up starting my real proper, what I call my proper recovery Mm -hmm. of uh, working with, uh, again, a counsellor. He was male and I really resisted that with everything that had gone on to Mm -hmm. build the trust. But I think I I was obviously put in that situation for a reason because you can't garnish everyone with the same brush. And I started on a really painful but liberating and an amazing experience of starting to face up to what I'd been through and looking at ways in which I could perhaps handle that and manage it. And that was a great starting point, but it still didn't get me where I needed to be. Um, But again, it papered over the cracks for a bit, probably for another couple of years. And um, then I met my now husband and finally met someone who I was not scared to fall in love with and who put my trust back in relationships and men and, you know, has been my rock um, Mm -hmm. for a long time. But I know I'm a complicated person and I come with quirks as a direct result of everything I've gone through. And he's been really good at kind of allowing me to navigate through that. But um, along that way, that then entered us into another challenging moment because we had 10 years of trying to um, start and then expand a family. And after three horrendous miscarriages, we've 
been blessed with a beautiful son who ironically it was quite ironic for me I think I always felt because I'm very close to my sister I always dreamt of having a little girl a little mm-hmm. mini me and actually to have a little boy with everything that I've gone through was quite weird but he's healed me on so many different ways on so many different levels and brought something out in me that no one else has Um, and that in itself is really incredible so even though you know all of these things have gone on I never would change any of them for the world because it's it's made me who I am today and it's given me a strength in myself that I never knew existed but also in an empathy and an understanding of what life can really be like on the dark side and how you can kind of navigate through that. And I very much, through the help of my friends and my and my family, but really I, I myself have really kind of learned that when we try and fix ourselves and fully overcome something, we put so much pressure on ourselves to, to achieve the impossible. And the reality is, no one is ever fully over anything. You know, we're never fully fixed, in my opinion. And just three years ago, I granted myself permission to be 95% okay mm-hmm. and to work on the premise that I knew how to handle a lot of things. I'd done a lot of healing. I was in a good place, but the reality is I'm human and there are going to be things that trigger me. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that I have these triggers and knowing what they are, I can do a lot to protect myself from that. But the reality mm-hmm. is sometimes things happen and you are flung into this state or wobble where you're pushed back to your past or back to those feelings and those emotions. Um, and before when before I'd given myself permission, I used to think, oh, you know, I've gone backwards. I thought I'd fully recovered. Why am I not Mm. over this? Blah, blah, blah. Whereas now I'm very much, that's just life. And the reality is sometimes I will be triggered. And so I now know how to manage and navigate myself through that without beating myself up and making myself feel like shit. Um, Because the truth is when we're, when we're doing that, we're no good to anybody. Um, So I suppose that in a nutshell is my life my story yeah it's such a um an amazing thing that you can be so open and vulnerable about sharing this because I'm sure there's going to be people that resonate not necessarily with all of it but with parts of it but what I think is so powerful about what you said and what actually I recognize there is when you said about accepting that you're going to be mainly healed but not fully percent for a hundred percent actually if we think about it and just take a step back from the and look at it from a bigger picture if you were to heal 100 percent that to me would then remove all those protection mechanisms that your Mm. body, your subconscious brain and everything has put there in order to protect you. And whilst just you can feel, oh, as you say, I've gone backwards or be hard on yourself when you have those moments. If we got rid of those, then you potentially are then open to being back in situations that you're not aware are going to be potentially dangerous for you or Mm. cause problems. So I actually think, yes, you can be healed, but you still need that's still a part of you and that's okay. And I think coming to terms with that is really quite, you know, a lot of people don't get to that point. So the fact you've managed to go through all of that and get to a point where you accept that there's going to be moments that aren't perfect, but that's okay, is the first step to really feeling more free and liberated, like you say. Mm. And so what I would love to touch on then from that is just because obviously you have become a transformational coach and I imagine that helped on your healing journey or that became to lie as a result of your healing journey, realizing, hold on a minute, I have a story, I have experience and I have this side of me that actually I could really help others Mm -hmm. not go through the same that I went through or how does that look? How did you get to becoming a transformational coach then? I think for me, like... As I said, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I've obviously gone through whatever it is that I've gone through for a reason. And and for me, I've always felt that it is to then go on and help other people um, because I have an understanding that not everyone has. But um, I just hate the, the idea of people going through the darkness and feeling alone and feeling misunderstood in the way that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, it's not a great place to be and it can create a lot of darkness and a lot of insecurities and vulnerabilities in you. And so I've always wanted to be that voice 
to mm-hmm. to share my story and show that other people aren't alone and that it's okay to talk about it. Because again, I think, you know, when we went through our miscarriages, so many people once I then shared that I had were like, oh my God, so have we, but they've never felt that they've been able to talk about it. Mm. And, and, you know, a lot of the work that I do is about self-doubt and, and my podcast is too. And I think, again, there's still so much stigma behind having to wear a mask and show the world that we're all so strong and perfect because if we show any form of weakness, then people will judge us. The reality is people judge us anyway, regardless yeah, of what absolutely. But I just, it really upsets me that people are, are putting other people's opinions in front of their own well-being yeah. and, their, and themselves. And it can be so damaging on yeah, so many levels. Yeah, so, absolutely. So I've always, you know, and I've toyed around with different ways of which I work with my clients, but it's always come back to the fact that my mess is my message, you know, in reality. And I've healed to in such a way that that I'm disassociated with the emotional connection. And there's some amazing techniques that come with that. So even though I, I can't change my past and I wouldn't change my past, yeah. um, it's made me who I am. When I talk about my past, I don't have that emotional attachment to it in a way that is damaging anymore yeah yeah I have memories and I have triggers that have the potential to pull me back but never as deep as they once were yeah but I I now have the strength and the insights to learn how to navigate through that and I think that's what life's all about is Mm -hmm. learning how to navigate through it in the best way possible and we always Mm -hmm. have choices Um, and people often think you know when you're in a situation where you're perhaps overcoming a big challenge or you've you've been hurt or you're, you know, you've been compromised in some capacity that you don't have a choice, but you do. You always have that choice on how you respond to it, how you choose to to work with those emotions, how you choose to let it go. And so for me, I'm always very consciously aware of the choices that I make and the examples that I share with people because everyone has the power to do that. And we can change our life in a second by one choice. Yeah, I love that. And I agree with that. You know, it's very much, it sounds so simple and it is, but equally there is so much nuance around it and life is so complicated and humans are so complicated. It isn't always that easy, but it's just taking that first step to decide Mm. I'm no longer going to do it this way. I'm going to try and find another way for myself Mm. and put myself first rather than, as you say, the opinions of others or the judgment of others. And it's really crazy because as humans, we have so much shame around things in fear of being judged and we don't share those things but actually by sharing those things the way you have and 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 many people do being that open and vulnerable book actually it really does make people feel less alone and that's so powerful Mm. particularly at the moment I feel as though there's there's a big lack of human connection and human just understanding and if we can get back to a place where we're all more understanding and loving towards each other I really think so much can change and so much more healing can happen so Mm. what I'd really like to understand then is when it came to feeling misunderstood and that self-doubt and all of those kind of really dark places that you went to what kind of mindset shifts did you have to use to move from that to feeling in a place of more empowered more peaceful, more healed, all of those things that got you to where you are now, where you're like, I am feeling, you know, my past is my past, but I am feeling 95% healed. Yeah. I think for me, I was exhausted with carrying on like this pretense to people that I was okay. And I think I got to the point where I just didn't want to do that anymore. And like I my I have like bad tummy issues and so I lost a lot of weight. I held you hold so many emotions in your stomach, but I had an anxious stomach all the time. Like I was going to the loo like 13 times a day. It was just exhausting. And when you're mentally battling, it will come out in a physical way to some capacity because it's so um connected. So I, I knew that it um something had to change, and I think I just got to that point of ex- exhaustion and it was just like what's my life going to be like if I don't like, if I'm like this now, what am I going to be like in 12 months time? If, Mm. if nothing changes, Mm. because I'm clearly not dealing with it right now. And so if I just keep carrying on the way I am, I'm going to be so much worse. 
And so I knew something needed to shift and something needed to change. And that's when I started taking the counseling seriously. I like counseling. I'm not a massive fan of it, if I'm honest, Mm -hmm. but it served a purpose for me um, Mm -hmm. at that time. And that's when I started to look at ways I recognized that I couldn't just do this on my own anymore. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like we can feel alone, but then we stop people coming into our lives because we yeah, don't we create barriers. Yeah. And I was like, I just can't do this on my own. I just need, I need help. Yeah, like, you need holding up while you're going through this vulnerable, tough time. Yeah. yeah. It was exhausting. And every time I've um, seeked help, whether it's through a counselor or through a coach, just that action of signing up with someone for me, just takes the pressure off because all of a sudden I'm like, thank fuck for that. I'm not on my own anymore. I've got someone who's got my back, who's going to be listening to me where I'm going to have dedicated time to just talk without mm-hmm. judgment with no one there. And that in itself was a massive, massive shift. Um, yeah. So that was probably the first bit, recognizing that I needed help and couldn't do it on my own. And then I really just started journaling as well. And just sort of writing everything that was going on in my head. Because for me, I was always too scared to slow down and yeah. stop. Because if I did, my past what would, would come catch up. up with me. Yeah. yeah. And, I have, and I'm still not great at relaxing now. But my head was just so busy and full of shit that I just didn't know my ass from my elbow. And so I just started writing whatever I could to get it out of Mm-hmm. out of my head and to make some sort of sense up uh, out of everything that was going on. And some of the things that that were being written were quite frightening um, because I was clearly holding that in my mind and my body. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that can be damaging. So when I was seeing it out on paper, it was encouraging me because I'd released it and I was kind of letting it go and processing it. Mm-hmm. And I did a, quite a lot of writing, which I now know, um, why I did it but at the time I was I was writing third party so I would write Emma rather than me yeah. and and that was my first sort of part of disassociating stuff but there yeah. was just so much rawness in it and I just felt so liberated to write all this stuff because it had to come out in some capacity and it was coming yeah. out through like my body and, and you know, whatever yeah. that was going on in that capacity without being too graphic, but I just needed to get it out of my head and yeah. make sense of it all because I was I was just such a complicated person because I couldn't make sense of me. Yeah. So how could anyone else make sense of me when I was just sending out conflicting messages and yeah. And because I'd lost control, I vowed that I would never lose control again. And the minute that someone showed any form of caring I would automatically go, they're trying to control me. And I would yeah. just push people. And yeah. and that and, was a trauma response, right? Because you were trying mm. to protect yourself from being in yeah. a position you'd once been in. Mm, totally. So, and it's, 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 it's crazy just to, sorry, just to interject, but in some ways how amazing our mind, yes, it's powerful and we can cause a lot of damage, but also in the, on the same breath, how amazing it is to be able to do that and in, in a way protect you in some senses mm. like, you've kind of got to be grateful for what it was trying to do for you because it wasn't trying to do it for any other reason than to keep you safe, right? Yeah. But then it's then going through that whole process of trying to show it, well, actually not everything that happens is unsafe. That might have happened, but not everything that happens is unsafe. Yeah. And that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's the extremeness of it all. It would be like, you know, there was was no grey. It was either black or white. Mm-hmm. And, and so if someone suggested, I don't know, that I wear something or whatever, I'd be like, don't control me. Or even now, if my husband puts the window down in the car and I haven't asked him to, even if though I might want it, I will put it back up. And then I'll decide when I put the window down. It's yeah. just stupid things like that. But it's like, no one controls me. No one tells me what to do. But it was just getting to the extreme of like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. I can't. Taking over my life and I can't have that connection with people I want. Yeah. And I just needed to find that happy medium. And, you know, you're very, like, what you just said is is totally true. It's like, it was my ego trying to protect me and we need protection. 
but it was knowing what I needed to protect myself from versus what is an adverse reaction here to my past. And so I had to kind of really understand where this was coming from. And and quite often, again, we'll look at the behaviors of ourselves or of others and very quickly judge what's going on on face value. But the reality is there's so much going on underneath. And I needed, even though I was that person, I needed to sometimes remind myself and show compassion as to why I was acting the way that I was. Um, But then also to bring that awareness to people around me. So they then knew because they could just be thinking, Christ, what's like, she's totally overreacting. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, the more aware I became of my patterns, the easier it was for me to manage, but also then to explain to other people. Yeah. And then they would have that understanding and it does change everything. And, you know, I definitely believe in not judging people at face value now I really am conscious even if somebody does something you know that's not very nice out and about in the shops or passes a comment I'm always like they're probably having a really terrible day because of xyz mm. and I don't it doesn't mean that I allow people to take advantage but I always yeah. try and go back to that point of we don't truly know what's going on in anybody's no. lives so we have to give people a bit of slack unless it's obviously continuous behavior and you know that's a whole different story but I kind of and that's how I just don't react to things now as well because if I see if I don't know that person I haven't had an in-depth conversation with that person I'm like whatever you're reacting to is nothing to do with me it's to do Mm. with you whatever that looks like and having that mindset actually makes me just less stressed or less reactive about everything to be honest because I'm like I'll sort myself out yeah and everything else is just you know I'll leave that where it is there's nothing that's nothing to do with me so yeah yeah, it's really interesting that you say that but it is so also so great again that you were able to recognize that this was happening and actually to be able to communicate that with people when you were ready is is powerful because people just don't often get to that point because there is you know, they choose to suppress it and they choose not to actually do that work. And I've always said this, I've said this in a few of my podcasts, and it's really interesting that you've actually said it from experience that if we don't process trauma and emotions and problems, they literally manifest in the in the, in the body as mm. potential ailments or illnesses or problems. Mm. And I've said that so many times. And the fact you've actually experienced that goes to show how powerful not moving stagnant energy and emotions and trauma can actually be on the body and no wonder you were so exhausted all of the time Mm. so from there then because I know that I from talking to you before this recording you have a massive love for and appreciation for hypnotherapy so Mm. I would love to touch on how that got introduced into your life how you use it and kind of what that is for people because I know I kind of know what hypnotherapy is but I don't really understand it in a deeper level so I'd love to touch on that and kind of dive down that route for people who maybe think oh I've heard of hypnotherapy but it doesn't work or I don't believe it kind of just just go into that for me please yeah so um, I mean, I'd heard of it, but I'd heard of it in the way that quite a few people have heard of it through these ridiculous TV programs or when you go to an event and someone then gets someone up on stage and gets you to bark like a dog or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but the reality is that's not hypnotherapy, that's hypnosis, and I, I do hypnotherapy. But when um, when I got made redundant and then I decided to, to set up my own business, um, I was certified Uh, So I went on a number of different courses and one of the courses involved hypnotherapy. And at the time when I went, I had the intention of giving hypnotherapy, but never receiving it. Naively, I was like, you know, well, I'll I'll learn how to do it, but I'm not having it because I don't want anyone taking advantage of me or Mm -hmm. all of that sort of stuff. And so I resisted, but I got told unless I um, have it, then I won't pass (laughs) the qualification. Um, And I remember being really nervous because I just had it in my mind that people, it, it, there was just, it, it was I didn't want to controlling me or, or telling, like making me do something I didn't want to do. Yeah, of course. But the reality was I literally had one session and I really resisted it. Uh, and I remember like pulling my husband in to my visual to reassure me and, and keep me safe and stuff. And I remember when I finished it, I, I did cry but it wasn't a scared cry it was a release cry from the emotions that I'd been suppressing and that evening I honestly I can't tell you 
I just felt like a different person just from one session. I went out with uh, one of the girls from the course that I was on and we just laughed all night about just stuff. And, you know, I wasn't even drunk. It was like just there was a lightness and a shift in me. And I remember phoning my parents and they were like, Em, you just sound different. And I said, I just feel, I feel different. Mm. I feel lighter. And I couldn't describe it. But from that moment, I fell in love with hypnotherapy. And then every time they were wanting volunteers on our course, I was like, boom, yes, please. I, I, I just couldn't get enough of it because the healing process that comes with it is just incredible because um, it works with your subconscious mind and it's our subconscious mind that knows everything about us and um, is responsible for our reality. And so whatever we have experienced and whatever we spend our time focusing on, we will then create. But the reality is that quite often people, when they're going through healing and various things like that, will do it on a surface level, on a conscious level. And, you know, self-help books are, are brilliant and certain courses are really, really good. But they, unless you get to the root cause of your struggles, then you are literally just papering over the cracks. And, and hypnotherapy is one of the very few modalities that get to the root cause. And what I loved about it was that you haven't got to relive it. You haven't got to relive your whole past in order to heal it that you can just really kind of work on the emotional feelings or the names of key emotions to really work on that inner child healing process. Um, and for me, prior to hypnotherapy, when I was papering over the cracks, I think a lot of my fertility struggles came from my views about sex and about pleasure and whatever. And I'd look at pregnant women and think, oh, that's disgusting. That's an advert for sex. Like, yeah. And just have these weird, irrational things. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it affected my relationship with money because I saw money as dirty, like actual physical money yeah. is dirty. Um, and I had this big thing with dirtiness. And so I would think I'd be okay, but then there'd be filters of, of behavior and triggers that would be coming through because I hadn't got to the root cause. Now, hypnotherapy helps you to get to the root cause and heals you right at the age that you first experience whatever it is. And bearing in mind, you know, sometimes the first seven to eight years of our life are the most impressionable mm -hmm. of our lives. They are our foundation of who yeah. we are. We're a sponge. We absorb everything. And a lot of our beliefs, are, you know, our view of the world and so on and so forth comes from that. And yeah. we have a lot of seeds that are sown. And then over time, as life goes on, certain experiences will then water these seeds and reinforce these beliefs that we've that we have others just kind of come and go yeah but, the, but if we um have similar experiences because we'll band some experiences together if they have yeah. a similar feeling or similar trigger that yeah. will then water this seed that just grows into this big belief or block yeah. or trigger and so when you heal yourself through hypnotherapy you do a lot of inner child healing at the core, but then also in the significant other times of your life where perhaps you've poured more water on it. Right. And so you don't just heal at the core, but at other um, milestone stages throughout your life. But it's done in such a way that's very safe, that's very calm, it's very relaxed. It obviously works with your subconscious, so your conscious mind isn't interfering and saying, no, that's not true, or trying to make up yeah, the noise. Things. Yeah, to protect the noise, it gets to the true thing and without interference. So, it, you know, it goes it goes below and it, it one, obviously, it cleanses your energy. It creates deep healing. It boosts your immune system. I mean, we live in a world where everything is so busy and so chaotic and instantaneous and just crazy. Um, and we never give ourselves the opportunity to switch off and relax. And, you know, when you have hypnotherapy, it's a massage of the mind. You are giving your mind the opportunity to switch off and relax, to create space, to slow your mind down, to allow rational thinking to come in, to allow your body to release any negative emotions or thoughts that you've been holding on to that don't serve you. It allows you to rebalance that energy, to cleanse that energy to let go of tension within your mind and your body. Again, all things that lead to um, physical discomfort or ailments. And it really helps you to 
start to obviously wipe the slate clean in the respect of the intensity of the emotions from your past. But it also helps you to really start to reimagine and recreate a future. Now, our mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. It will just go, it will create what we spend our attention on. And so if I'm focusing on feeling dirty, feeling undeserving, feeling damaged, then it will create a world that produces evidence to show me that I am that. Yeah. Whereas when you're working with the subconscious mind, it allows you to reprogram your old ways of thinking by one, wiping the slate clean, but two, starting to educate your mind to focus on the things that you want, which we really resist because we're not used to that. Yeah. Um, And so it does it in a way of least resistance through hypnotherapy when you're calm and you're present and you're you're in that state Um, and just allows you to start to really navigate the power of our minds. Our minds are so powerful. They're the most powerful resource we have. It's free. It's ours. It's there. But we don't know how to use it. And so it really helps you to understand how to use it in the best capacity to help you to feel more in control, to help you to see yourself and to connect to the resources that you have within, because we have everything we need in order to create the life that we want within us. But Mm -hmm. often it can be buried under trauma, self-doubt, perfectionism, fear, worry, all of that sort of stuff. And so it helps you to start to unpack that. Yeah. Start to lift the layers off and allow you to reconnect to your confidence, to your belief, to your innate gifts, to your, you know, your strengths, your motivation, all of that sort of stuff. And it allows you then to start to do all, obviously all of this in a safe environment, but really to start to see what that looks like in your life and how it would then show up in your world, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one thing that I would love to just um, kind of understand, and I know this is going to look different for everybody in terms of a session, but I presume that you are put into a relaxed state by the facilitator carrying out the hypnotherapy because they'll be trained to get your, is it in a, is it the theta brainwave that they kind of the state yeah. they get you in? Is that it? So for people who may not be aware, you, we have different kind of brainwaves and just before we go to sleep and just when we wake up. Um, and also when we are children, as you mentioned, zero to seven, mm-hmm. we're in a constant theta brainwave. And that basically means we are, our minds are conscious and subconscious is the most connected we have. It's like, it's almost like a, pathway so things get into the subconscious the most easy which is why when you're in a theta brainwave when it comes to hypnotherapy or any kind of modality like that you're able to get into the subconscious the the most easily I guess so I'm just wondering in a in a session you get put into this state by being guided but then what kind of things is the hypnotherapist talking to you to like yeah. pull out pull out the the things that you say that go back to this inner child work and then do they re do they then add in the new the new thoughts the new beliefs the new creations you want to make like just kind of touch on how that looks yeah. in a session just so people can kind of understand what it's like I mean every session is different in fairness um, and there's a there's loads of different things that that you can do. I incorporate a lot of NLP into my hypnotherapy as well which is all about reframing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to inner child healing obviously yes you would go into a relaxed state. There's nothing that that um, a hypnotherapist can force you to do if you don't want to do it. And so there is a natural protection that that comes with that. But I very much like, I, even though I can hypnotize people all over the world, um, which I do do, I don't need to physically be with them. But I like to see them because I like I'm such a visual person. I like to be able to see because you can just tell. I can I now have done it long enough. I can tell how willing they are um, yeah. to go deep or to release. And people can release um, emotions and stuff through sneezes, through tears through like a a shift or a release of some sort. There's quite a lot of um, inner conversations that you have reassurancing of what you need to hear way back when to help you to feel safe. There's loads of different ways in which you can let go of the emotions um, through a variety of different techniques some are dials where you can turn down a dial and it drain out of your system and you can feel it leaving your feet, going into Mother Earth and being transmuted um, safely. 
And is that, um, sorry, just to interject, is that because the hypnotherapist is guiding that visual in the person's mind who's relaxed? They're saying, you know, imagine that you're turning this down. Like, is that kind of yeah. how it works? Yeah. I mean, you can have, obviously I do guided. Sometimes I just do pure relaxation or pure healing. Other times we'll be having a conversation. I'll take them back to a certain um, time in their life. They're telling me what they can see, what they feel, what they hear. We then work on healing it together, sharing what they need to hear as a younger version, bringing that in and, um, you know, so on and so forth. It really does depend on who you're working with. You yeah. can uh, visualize if you have, because um, what you've got to remember is you can write the, a lot of these techniques you can do on a conscious level and they will work. But when you do it on a subconscious level and it's deeper, it's at the root cause. And so mm. you're using your subconscious mind, which is, you know, the creator to really release. And so when you like people um, can sit there and write a list of all the things that they're feeling um, aren't, that aren't serving them anymore, rip that up, visualize ripping it up, visualize burning it, whatever it may be. Um, if people feel that they're perhaps at um, a stuck level in their lives or in their business and they've hit a ceiling, then we can do ways in which to break that glass ceiling so you physically see yourself breaking through to that next level. If people feel that they are unseen or trapped or something then we visualize breaking down those layers like um one of my clients every time she thought of her future she kept feeling like she was in a well where she was just trapped and we just broke down all the different layers of the bricks mm -hmm. um and building the confidence and all of that so she then was able to step out of the the well yeah um, and it free herself essentially so there's a whole variety of different ways that you can do it um you know with healing but with phobias with um you know anything like that it's really about reprogramming your mind so it's about changing the movie that you have in your mind that's yeah. creating a story and rewriting it um and there's loads of different ways that, that you can do that that are fun as well as you know there will quite often if if people cry or yawn or whatever, then they're releasing something. Mm -hmm. Um, some people laugh. It's just a natural release. It's moving really that emotion, make... isn't it? Basically, yeah. that's what you're doing. In but yeah. that might look different for other people, I guess. Um, as you say, you sneezing, yawning, laughing. It's just moving, shifting like that energy. So yeah, yeah that, okay, that makes sense. I mean, and I, I, uh, yeah, I just wondered what hypnotherapy was like, because I know there's lots of different healing modalities, but I'd never yeah. really experienced it. So I just thought it'd be great to kind of touch on. I will share one thing with you, though, Hannah. Is, so I had um, a session for myself where I was shifting quite a lot of stuff. And um, I just felt this whoosh of like emotion. And then it felt like I had electricity in my hands. It was like it came up and it was like proper, you know, like real buzzy yeah just felt like real buzzy and I'd and I had the shift of release and then this amazing burst of positive energy come in and it was like you could just feel it and it was just so powerful so you know those things probably come it's with anything the more you do it the more receptive you are because you trust yeah. in it a lot more yeah um, and so with uh, any of my clients I never go straight into the big stuff anyway it's always about building that trust between me and them and you know working on the um, top players first before we then get into the deep stuff because people have to feel comfortable and you don't want yeah. to be working with people if there's resistance yeah, no, I love that. And so just moving on then from the, the kind of hypnotherapy into the kind of area that I really wanted to touch on to kind of end the episode was around forgiveness, because I know we spoke about this before we we jumped on the recording and forgiveness was a, played a big, big part of your journey. So what does that look like? Because I feel like a lot of people associate forgiveness as that's me saying, kind of saying whatever has happened to me, that that person was okay and, and kind of giving them the, they didn't mean it kind of vibe or sharing yeah. it in that way. And people think they're forgiving somebody else for their wrongdoings, despite it being wrong. Oh. We obviously kind of see it differently. And so I'd just love you to touch on that for people, because a lot of people really do struggle with forgiveness. Yeah, they do. And I was one of them. Um, I resisted it for too long. It was the missing piece of my puzzle. 
Um, and yet I could not get my head around the fact that I was doing forgiveness because I was just like, I'm not going to forgive those assholes for the shit that they've put me through. I'm just not going to do that. Saying that now, I do on some capacity. But the reality was, I the forgiveness that I went through was forgiving my part in allowing it to still control me. So forgiving the intensities, the emotions that have come up, uh, forgiving myself for holding on to it in the way that um, I had been for so long, and forgiving myself for allowing it to define who I was. We can't change our past, but we can change how we look at it and how we feel about it. And so the forgiveness part for me was setting myself free by not being controlled by the emotions or the significance of the experience. And so I very much worked on that capacity. I was never in a place of, I fully forgive them for what they've done. Mm -hmm. Um, But I forgive myself for holding on to what they've done. And it's hard though, because they did what they did and they've gone about their their life. They don't know that I'm still battling. So I'm the one that's carrying on holding on to that. Yeah. And I'm the one keeping it alive. And I'm the one that's hurting myself. Even though they hurt me, they hurt me in that moment. I'm choosing to carry on, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And that's that's what I want to kind of touch on in this part is forgiveness is when when we talk about forgiveness and people using it as a healing tool, it's not forgiving somebody's wrongdoings because people do wrong things that they shouldn't do. And that is fact. There's, There's no denying that truth. It's forgiving all the other elements that are keeping you stuck where you are, right? Exactly yeah. like you said, it's forgiving yourself. It's almost like it's from a it's a it's so that you can allow yourself to feel more free. So you can allow yourself yeah. to move on. That's why we do forgiveness work and that's why we use that as a healing modality. So when when we're talking about it, it's not saying what they did was right. That's still fact, that still happened and that is that that is that. It's actually yeah. from a place of allowing yourself to feel more free to move on. And that's what I think is so powerful. And I know for myself when I've, even on a much smaller scale than you've had to obviously go through, but just forgiving times when people have said something to me in the past yes. school that I've held on to as a memory or forgiving myself when I've made what I would class as poor choices or reacted differently. Once we start doing that, you just feel lighter, right? Oh, 100%. It, it can work on a on a much on a much you know lighter scale in terms of little things like that, but also like with yourself, it was the missing piece to your healing journey. Mm. Yeah, it set me free in ways that that nothing else did. I mean, hypnotherapy, yes, was a, a game changer. I'd say forgiveness is probably a life changer because we're all guilty of holding on to to shit. Yeah. Um, and and using it as our excuses or our stories or whatever but the reality is it's exhausting like a lot of the like I I said earlier you know a lot of my stomach issues and various things like that was because I was just carrying around heaviness all the time and the only person that I was hurting was myself well Mm -hmm. I was then hurting other people through my behavior but primarily the only person I was hurting was myself And so I had to make a choice and it goes back to, you know, what is it costing me holding on to this? Yeah. Um, And what is the benefit of holding on to this? Because um, I can't see one at the moment and I couldn't see one. And so, and I I kind of thought, you know what, everyone keeps telling me to to do this forgiveness and I still don't feel where I am. What have I got to lose? Yeah. Nothing to lose. So let's just try it and see. So what Um, was your practice look like when it came to forgiveness then? Just So I, I, yeah, I've done um, forgiveness hypnotherapy. I do cutting cords every day, uh, but that's something that I've recently done. My biggest one is forgiveness letters. Right. Um, So write a letter to yourself then or something like that? Yes. Or the situation or? The situation, over the years, it has varied. I've had conversations as well where I visualize conversations of saying exactly what I want to say. Um, and I've done a lot of forgiveness meditations and hypnotherapy. But with the, with the forgiveness letters, I write a letter to the situation or, you know, I might write a letter to money, for example, and apologize for pushing money away because I've 
been, I always push pleasure away and for being judgmental and not speaking very nicely about it and all of that sort of stuff and forgiving my, my, the part that I play in it and releasing it. And just recognizing there's four powerful statements that you can say, which is, I forgive you, I love you, thank you, and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I forgive you is obvious. Um, Thank you for the lessons. Because there's lessons in everything that we experience. Um, And the reality is I've learned something in every experience that I've gone through, even uh, outside of the hurt. Yeah. And so there's something that I can take away as a positive. So I I thank the situation or the person for the lessons. I say sorry to myself for holding on to the part of which I've played in it. Yeah. Um, And I love you because self-love is so important. And I think when we go through um, challenging times, we take it out on ourselves. And I know that I've spent years punishing myself. And I'm a very loyal, protective, loving friend. Um, and even now I have to remind myself to speak to myself as I would my son or my best friend, because I will speak to myself like shit sometimes. And I'm just like, it's just not acceptable anymore. And so there's something very, very powerful in telling yourselves that regardless of what's gone on, that I love you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you're struggling with the whole, I forgive you, you can then say, well, I'm choosing to let this go now. Yeah, you know, it's playing around with wording that feels right for you. Yeah, you know, eventually you will learn to forgive. But right now, just sitting with, well, I'm choosing to let this go now. I'm choosing to no longer hold on to the intensity of these emotions um, because they're not serving me anymore. Yeah, you know, I love so that. It's those those kind of things. But I, I declutter, so I always try and do it once a quarter. Um, open the windows, put healing meditation on, write my letters, do my cutting the cords. And then if I'm out and about, I just have conversations yeah. with myself or say what I want to say to other people um, just to get it off my chest, but in a loving and compassionate way. The thing is with any of these, there's no real right or wrong way to do yeah. it at all. It's just whatever feels right for you that allows you to let go yeah. of whatever it, it may be and to not look back at it with venom in your in your mind or in your body like yeah when you don't forgive when you hold on to anger or upset it's like poison and you're just drinking yeah, poison totally every day. Yeah. Yeah. um yeah, and I didn't want to do that and so by by letting go and and knowing how far I've come from that and understanding like you said earlier a lot of people react in certain ways because of what's going on in their life. And so I don't for one second think what people have done to me is right. However, I now know that they weren't right either. Yeah, they probably had, you don't know, they could have been abused or, yeah. or you know, we know statistically that is actually very common. Lots of other things in the background, isn't it? That, yeah. you know, what they did was absolutely wrong. And there's no, that is fact, but it's probably way more nuanced in their lives than they might have had a controlling father who treated them terribly as well and those kind of things. And it doesn't make it right, but it at least gives you that level of understanding of, okay, I understand that I don't know what that was, but I choose to let go of that because that's going to help me. As you say, I'm not going to continue poisoning myself and my mind with that, that anger and that venom and that, and that's what it is. It's, as I said, it's, accepting what they've done but then it's allowing you to truly move forward in your healing and in your life 100% and you know it, it, I just want to share an example of the forgiveness and the power that it has for the mind body situation as well because um obviously in lockdown as we all know everything well the world shifted and in some respects things slowed down but in other respects there was so much pressure put on us all and I think a lot on mothers juggling you know everything and and time suddenly shrunk in some capacity for for what you had for yourself and I very much have a morning routine and a non-negotiable list of all the things that I do for myself because I know the ripple effect means that everyone will benefit from it but for something had to give and I wasn't able to do my forgiveness as often as I wanted to and so when my son went back to school in Easter, I think it was, I then took the morning to really kind of focus on myself. And I spent a good three hours working through this whole process. But prior to that, I'd had um, a hip injury 
that um, I'd been carrying for about six months and you hold a lot of emotions in your hips and everything I was trying to do just was not shifting it. And then I also started getting a rash under my arms and so on and so forth. Anyway, I then um, went through my healing process of, you know, all the forgiveness letters, my healing meditation, really feeling and listening and, and like taking note of the words, reading the letters, allowing it obviously to leave my body. The next morning I woke up and my hip was better. My rash had gone and I signed up for new clients. Wow. And you can't make that shit up. Like I tried everything with my hip Mm -hmm. um, and nothing was working. And when we're tense and we're holding on to stuff that isn't serving us. um, And, you know, if it's emotional, it will tend to be in your hips or in your stomach. You know, it will show, it will come through. And literally, no word of a lie, the next day I woke up and it was totally different. It gone. Wow. And and I think the, the key message there is, and I, I, I talk about this all the time, is to make sure that you need to fill your own cup first before you can pour out to others, not just not because you're going to be able to give the best version of yourself. So if you're not doing the things that, as you say, really serve you and help you, you can actually be, caught, be causing more issues or detrimental to yourself than actually if you took that time. So for anybody listening to this thinking, I don't have time to do these things, they have to become a priority because mm. like you, you probably ended up being more efficient. You got new clients, you're saving more time, you're increasing your health. There's so many positives to actually taking that one hour, two hours, three hours, whatever that mm. looks like for different people you're actually then going to get that back time back tenfold because you're not going to be dealing with a dodgy hip or whatever it looks like. So that's, that's so crazy powerful. I love that. So just to kind of round up then, and I always end on a really similar question for all of my guests, and I really want to find out what yours is. So what is the one thing or the one, the one insight or the one, the one thing that you have taken away and applied in your life that has created the most transformation and empowered you the most? And it doesn't necessarily have to be, it can be at any point in your life. I'm just really curious if there's one thing that you you learned or you started applying that has really transformed or empowered your life. There's a few that's coming to mind, but I think the one thing that I say a lot is that life is 10% what happens and 90% how you respond to it. And that's always been at the forefront of my mind is that I always have choice on how I respond to these things. I might not like what's happened, but I can take like I can take control of how I respond to that. So that has really, really um helped me through. And another one which is a close second, so am I allowed to share that? Yeah, one go on, do it, but, do it. But is it that nothing changes if nothing changes? And I think we always make out, you know, I haven't got time for this or I want this and I want that. And very few people do anything different to create that change. And the reality is in order to create change, you've got to be the change. You've got to do something different. And so it's like knowing what's not working and what's working and make the changes. Just simply the changes, not personal. I'm failing this and the other. I just need to change. This needs to change. Yeah, they are two very, very powerful ways to end the podcast. And I think that you're so right. I've always said that, you know, how, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, how can you expect the results to be different? You just can't. And so by, yeah, as you say, deciding I'm going to change or I'm going to do this, you're going to, even if it's just 1%, one tiny step, it's Mm. one tiny step that's different to the day before. Mm. So yeah, I think that's so, so powerful. So thank you so much for sharing that. I've absolutely loved talking to you today. And I really do want to say thank you for being so open and vulnerable with people because, you know, it is, you know, what you've shared is really vulnerable. And I'm sure there are people who out there who now think, you know, if it's possible for you to have healed and gone through what you've gone through, they can too. And that to me is uh, the only thing people take away, then we've done our our job here. So I would love to just touch on very quickly where people can connect with you, where they can find you. And obviously I will put this all in the show notes, but just if people want to get in touch, learn more about how they can work with you and things like that. Yeah. So, um, Instagram, um, I'm on quite a bit. So that's, um, my handle is just Emma Gibbs NG or one mm-hmm. word. And I'm on Facebook under, uh, the same name. I've got a Facebook group called life beyond self doubt. Um, and my podcast is life beyond limits. So any of those places are probably the best ones to, to come and find me. 
Amazing. Well, thank you. Oh, so my much. website, obviously. Oh, yeah, your website. That would be in the show notes. <laughs> that might be good. Which the is, uh, is the obvious one, which is, is literally just my name, emmagibbsung.com. Lovely. That's so, that's great. So I'll make sure they're all in the show notes for people. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode as much as I have talking to Emma today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll make sure everything's in the show notes. And if you do have any questions or want to tag us in any takeaways, then please do, because I always, always love to hear your feedback. So thank you very much, Emma. Thank you. That's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this show, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review. Bye for now.